Hello, and welcome back to Hot Mama Chronicles. This is your podcast host, Amelia Auberg. A hot mama is a woman living in purpose, on purpose. This is so true for our guest today. Visual artist and graphic designer are some of the words that are used to describe Ayana Mack. By day, Mack oversees the marketing and design department at a real estate company. By night, she represents a variety of clients where she consults on brand development and social media marketing. We'll dig into this some more. Please join me in welcoming Ayana Mack. Ayana, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so overjoyed. I can't wait to talk to you. Um, So I want to start out uh, because your framework is art and just beautiful things. And so I want to take it all the way back to your origin story. And so talk to me about where you're from, where you live, and just how you grew up. Yeah, so I am, uh, my family grew up in Roxbury. I lived in Dorchester for a little bit. Okay. And spent most of my life in Mattapan, where I currently live now. Okay. And so in terms of your childhood and understanding, like, your your introduction to art, how did that happen? Yeah, um, I was always, like, that crafty kid. So I had, like, the um, sticker sets and, like, the beading sets. Like, any type of craft set, I had it. I was doing something. I was journaling. So I was always busy with my hands. Um, and my intro to art, I would say, was in like eighth grade. I was thinking about wow. this earlier. And um, I had this random memory of like my eighth grade teacher letting me paint um, this vine on a, on a pipe. Okay. And I remember that randomly. And then I uh, remember being introduced to Boston Academy in some sort of capacity back then. Wow. Um, and then my grandmother, she basically was an artist and she taught me oh, or wow. helped me put together my portfolio. Oh, cool. So she, her name was Mildred Dent. She um, had 12 kids. Wow. Um, most of them are created in some way. Wow. And um, she, you know, was very, very impactful in my life and I feel like I honor her through the work that I create and the work that I do. Oh my so, gosh. So fun fact, this ring that I wear and I always have it in pictures. I've had it uh, since I was 12 and mm. it was her ring. So it's kind of, you know, this thing that I keep and hold with me close that I don't take off. Oh my gosh. Her. So a lot of people don't know that, but there it is. I've had it like forever. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. What what was her medium like in terms of her art? Um, she did pictures of her children. So she did like oil pastels. I'm like trying to think. She had this elephant in her room um, that was charcoal. So I saw a few pieces, um, but I remember charcoal, oil pastel, and pencil. Wow. So, that's amazing. And then you're honoring her through your yeah. work. Oh my gosh, I just got chills. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah. what type of art speaks to you like, as a creative? Um, I would say it's funny because like, I feel like I get that question often. I'm taking so many art uh, history courses. I think like four of them over time through college, gone to MFA, all that stuff. And um, I don't feel like I have a specific kind of art or a specific kind of artist. It's really based off a feeling and um, what I'm interested in or, or what's, you know, uh, bubbling up inside, I guess, you know? So um, for now, I would say the pieces that speak to me are anything that I feel something from. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, it feels like really large murals that are impactful in some sort of way to a community, to people, something that uh, represents this larger picture. Uh, seems to speak to me as of late. So what have you seen recently like, in recently, terms of murals? Because um, there's so many like, yeah. different spaces and, yeah. and pockets in the Commonwealth that, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of art and murals, mm-hmm. they're like, they're amazing. It just 
read something in the North Shore where they, there was like this community where there are beautiful murals and large mm-hmm. installations of art. So, yeah, um, I would say local artists like Sylvia Lopez Chavez. I was helping her um, touch up her mural on the Charles River, and it's okay. super dope and just a nice experience because being there kind of allowed me to experience what people see when they see a mural so they're walking by and they're like thank you so much for this thing that you're doing and you know this oh excitement. that's so, cool you know like rolling back to it like Sylvia's piece um Rob Gibbs he did a piece um a few of them most recently I speak to community uh a lot of just a lot of local artists but I know local artists so I kind of you know I'm thinking of my friends who do these big amazing pieces of work or even smaller ones mm-hmm. very cool what are you most proud of in terms of your art um, in terms of my art, I think it's kind of a big question. Like, I'm proud of, you know, <laughs> getting where I'm at. I've been designing for uh, almost 10 years. Wow. Really weird to say, because I remember, like, um, learning the programs. And mm-hmm. now, you know, I can almost do some of this stuff with my eyes closed. Well, most of it with my eyes closed. Um, but I would say I'm most proud of just the ability to kind of keep going and being authentic in the work that I do and produce well as you know just being an authentic person right right like, I feel like a lot of stuff and a lot of work that I do is just rooted in treating people a certain way I treat my clients the same way I treat my friends and my artist people and new people that I meet I feel like it's very important to um, move from a space that way and I'm proud of my ability to kind of do that with everyone despite what has gone on just like crazy clients or uh, weird interactions with folks, I still keep that authenticity, um, so I'm proud of that, because that carries through beyond my work. Sure. So you work on a variety of different projects, and so I love that you never put yourself in a box, and you have different approaches to different things, mm-hmm. and so I wonder, for the for the average person that knows nothing about art, yep. nothing about creativity, this idea of building a brand. Tell me how you walk someone through even understanding the importance of design and the importance of branding and marketing. And how do you have that conversation? Because it has to, there has to be an, a learning or an education before there can be art or creativity. Um, it's a hard conversation to have because I'm so deep in it, right? Right. Like, I literally look at the space between letters and I read about like new typefaces that are made. So I'm like so far. So sometimes I have to take a step back and think about what is this normal person who doesn't know the difference between shades of green or if this is bold or italic or ultra. Like, you know, how do you even start the conversation? So for me, I start really simply by asking um, what they want this thing to feel like, what they want this to look like, and really base it off of research. So a lot of my tactic when working with folks is, you know, how do you, um, how do you, you know, how do I pull from you? How do I get this information and then visually represent it? So starting off really simple, I'm not asking about fonts. I'm not asking too deep about that. That's my job. Um, you know, that's something I need to be concerned with. It's more so like, what do you want it to feel like and look like? And then we go from there. So very easy, an easy start. Okay. A little deeper. And so what do you find the most difficulty in terms of explaining the process? Because if you're a linear thinker Mm -hmm. or someone that, you know, looks at a color and just says, that's a blue color, Mm -hmm. that speaks to me, I'm going to do that, as opposed to really digging deep, 
Like, what's the deep conversation that you find that people, what's the tension that people have with regards to getting to, like, finality and creating their brand or creating their art? Um, I feel like, I'm, I'm just trying to think of an example. Like, I, I've asked people about their mission, and through those questions where I kind of identified a little bit more, um, just because I'm knowledgeable in that space. Sure. So, like... You know, if you tell me your mission is community and art and music and people of color, um, then I'm connecting those dots and I'm adding that stuff up and kind of shooting something back to you. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of work off of there. Okay. So you've worked with a couple of like interesting people and clients. And so I know of your work with the Boston Arts and Music Festival. Yeah. Um, but I've also seen your amazing t-shirts for Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. Um, so I just want to take a, a step back to kind of walk through like that design process for some of those projects because yeah. that's pretty cool. I mean, guys, she has like like literally every piece that you look on her site is just like you want more and it's like beyond it's bonkers really like I literally I'm so amazed and in awe of her art so um if you can just talk some about your those recent projects and then kind of how you what you're like hey like how did you how do you get into creating a design for a festival and and you know um and all the kind of elements of that and then like the idea of messaging as well. Yeah, so um, in terms of the, the festival process and the branding, I worked with bands for a few years before this. So I think I started working with them in like 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. So working on different flyers and such. And so that's kind of how I was connected with them and then became the resident designer, uh, resident graphic designer, so on and off to work. Um, but getting connected to the festival was again that connection with the earlier work. So they knew my style, they knew. Um, I knew the messaging, you know what I mean? I knew the patterns and the colors, so it wasn't uh, like a new person was jumping in trying to do this grand thing. So I had an idea of, you know, their identity. And so I had something to start with. And then from having something to start with, I was able to kind of build out with more questions and challenges um, for them to help me produce this design. So a lot of the design for bands was rooted in like research, even research within myself. So Mm. I did the first annual design and I did the second one first design um we had a quicker turnaround so i didn't get to dig as deep okay people loved it um but from the design perspective i didn't get to dig as deep as i wanted to with the second one um i don't know if you've experienced it but when you work with you work on your own project and you pass along it's like okay you pass along but when you work on your own project and then it's like oh one of yourself now right kind of right (laughs) that was the dynamic in the situation that i was put into which was okay, now you have this project, you already did it, people loved it, now do it again and do it better because we're doing it for a second. Right, 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 right. That was super uh, interesting and it was a lot of like (laughs) self-reflection, is this good enough, is this working? My artist side came in and I definitely was like, uh, you know, questioning it a little bit. So there were lots of ups and downs with the design, but again, similar with process, um, asking questions, putting together um, different images and photos and textures that spoke to their mission. Sure. Um, and I actually have a video, I have two videos online about the process. Uh, I did a collaboration with uh, Bluescape. I saw. And yep, so yeah, those will definitely kind of give you a little bit more info about uh, my process around the second design for the MCS. 
and we will definitely shout those out in the show notes for sure. Um, in terms of like creating and just being in the mindset of creating beautiful art, do you ever go through spells where you're like, you know what, I'm not really feeling this? And how do you unblock that? Yeah, so it's um, it's kind of crazy. Like people, I'm constantly posting on social and recycling work and, and, you know, putting out different notebooks and t-shirts and such. But a lot of those designs were created a few years before. Um, so back in 2017, I had some life stuff happening and um, so much so that it affected me creating work. So I wasn't actually creating any work for like two years up until now. And I had made this post on Instagram about it and people didn't believe me. And I was like, you know, think about it, look at it and see, like I hadn't created any pieces. Um, and what had happened was the, you know, the block had me trying to figure out what do I do? Do I want to paint? Do I want to try to paint? Do I not want to do anything? So I just kind of decided not to and um, did some self-helping and some research and came across a super uh, awesome book, the um, by Quest Love, Creative Quest. Oh, cool. So, really, really good book that I haven't finished. Okay. <laughs> I'm about halfway right. through. And the reason I'm halfway through is it's because of, um, it's one of those books that you pick up and you put down. Sure. And you get that inspiration and you're like, okay, I'm good. Wait, I need more. So I have the hardcover, I have the Kindle, and I have the Audible. Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> I, I, so I love it. He has all you of my options. money. All of my money. <laughs> so um, the great thing about that is like you just go through so many things and it's not forceful and it's not this like you have to draw an elephant to get your creativity back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really uh, loose and um, you can relate to it. And it's great. There's like one part talking about like D'Angelo's creative process, which is amazing to read about. Now, what is D'Angelo's creative process? Not, like, I mean, like that's fascinating. Process, it talked about like when he was making his, um, when he was in between making albums and he had mm. this issue of like, he had the super dope album. First album was great, amazing, yeah. received so well. And then he had this like dry spell. I'm like, what do you do in that space? Sure. And so what he was doing is he was creating um, covers to different songs. And mm. he wasn't like, this is my song. He was creating these beautiful covers to get, to pull some of that, um, inspiration back Hmm. um and that's kind of what I do remember that's kind of what led him into the space that he was in to create that next album so uh instead of not doing anything at all he was still you know using those creative muscles um but with different songs cool um so that was very inspirational to me so uh for me that made it took the pressure off right right as a creative you kind of feel like oh, I need to make this, <laughs> I need to create this thing that no one has ever seen before. Like, you put so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. And the reality is, maybe I just need to paint that, like, bottle or do a still life or something just to just to feel it again. Mm. And after you feel that thing, um, it might push you to jump into something bigger. But if you need to feel that thing and do 10 more still lives, just do those 10 still lives and see what comes out. But at least you're using that muscle. You're not letting it sit. Is there like a phrase or like a mantra that you live by that kind of guides you in your work? I am an affirmation queen. I have yes, we love desk. affirmations. I have, right now. I have my little cactus with my affirmation and I have uh, quotes on my phone. I think I have little things depending on the uh, experiences I'm going through. As of right now, a good friend of mine, she just purchased a print for me and it's, it's like make art. Even when you're tired, make art, even if you don't think you're going to be famous, make art, even if your family doesn't get it. And it's just right. beautiful, and it's right in front of where I'm creating, and um, 
it's really nice and really raw and really simple. That's and, cool. Um, necessary. So what would the eighth grade Ayana say about the art that you're creating now? Oh, I don't know if she'd believe it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you took that? <laughs> you go. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I even, um, it's funny because like I look at the work that I'm doing now, even like some of the newer work that I haven't shared much of and I am in awe because, um, you know, I almost think that we don't even realize our potential and yeah. our power until we do these great things and then we're like, oh my gosh, like I did that thing, I did a thing. Yeah, <laughs> and you can do another thing. Yeah, so I, 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 um, I don't know how easy it would be to speak back to younger AMAC, but I, I would probably be in shock. What brings you the most joy when you do your art? What brings me the most joy? I, mean, I think it changes. Right now it's interesting. We'll do this little transition. Uh, but I feel like challenging myself kind of brings me joy even though it's weird and it's difficult it brings me joy when I kind of get through this space mm. so I um I absolutely hated drawing hands and I still low-key hate drawing hands really um, so I'm now publicly saying that so you guys are all going to concentrate on my hands <laughs> um, no so I example is like I don't like drawing hands but I realized I was like I need to be better I gotta do this thing I'm just gonna go for it takes me longer I have to tap back into my education as an artist and shapes and form and lines and all the stuff that I learned um, throughout the years sure uh, but I can do it right so I made these hands and I've done it twice already and I'm gonna do it again so it's like there's this joy that comes from solving these challenges that come up that I didn't think that I could uh, do mm, so. that's cool so the name of the podcast is Hot Mama Chronicles so a hot mama is a woman living life in purpose on purpose do you think hot mamas are made or born? I think that they are born and then made. Like, okay. Um, almost like shaped, you know? Like I think that we're born with these great things. And if they are identified, if they are nurtured, um, you know, you educate yourself on whatever this thing is, uh, almost like a plant, right? You're feeding it, you're taking care of it, it grows and blooms, it's this really beautiful thing. So I think we all have this thing, uh, some of us just have to figure out what that is mm. and almost not be so stuck on like there's one thing right because there's not just one thing right yeah there's a few things you can draw you can sing you can paint or you're great with people so almost identifying those and giving yourself the freedom this looseness looseness excuse me to um explore them so i think that we all have it within us we just kind of have to figure out what it is and just like go for So in terms of being a hot mama, Mm -hmm. um, who like inspires you? Because you inspire a lot of people, (laughs) but who inspires you? Um, right now I would say I'm very, I feel like overall I'm very community oriented. I feel like I've jumped into this community space and the people around me are doing really dope work and I'm very much inspired by, um, people on the level like just around me right and sometimes we don't even we're so focused on like the celebrities or the folks right. on the line like that we forget that we are around such great people sure that we uh have folks that are right next to us that are doing just dope things so i would say like community artists like chanel thurble um stephen hamilton salila 
Chris Chavez, some folks I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Maka 27. Just beautiful work. Impactful. Uh, Rob Gibbs. It's just, just these people who are like, um, just really showing up for community, mm. showing up for women, showing up for men, showing up for people of color, um, and representing us very well and very humble. Very so, cool. I appreciate that about them. So, for the hot mamas who have young people in their life who are creative or trying to spark creativity mm-hmm. within the, a young person, how would you, or what recommendations would you um, give to, to someone who's trying to do that? To spark creativity? Yeah. Um, I think I wouldn't put it in a box. I feel like we hear that a lot, but it's so much easier to say than actually do it, right? Right. Like, you see your kid. I don't know. I don't have kids, but... I mean, if you see a kid or you see a person um, doing something different, right? Yeah. Don't, don't question it. Don't cut it off. Just kind of explore it with them. Like, don't take away this, like, level of exploration. Like, we become adults and we start questioning things. Right. And it's almost like forget about the questions and uh, let it flow, right? Yeah. Like, if they keep drawing hearts or they keep using this material or something, just kind of go with it. You don't know where those connections are going to uh, yeah, lead at the end. No, for sure. Um, so what are you most looking forward to? And like, can you tell the audience what you're working on and just some of the interesting <laughs> projects? Yes. Um, so I was talking earlier about the, the pieces that uh, I was creating um, on the drawing side. And I'm working on challenging myself. Yes. You know, drawing hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm challenging myself to be more patient with the work that I am creating. Sometimes I kind of put myself on a timeline, but this season I'm really like, you know what, there's no timeline. <laughs> it doesn't exist yeah. for my art in particular. Um, so I'm being more patient. I am paying more attention to details. I'm spending more time to develop ideas and feelings. And um, I don't know if I shared it earlier, but I'm, I work very intuition and feeling based. So if I don't feel like drawing, I'm not gonna draw. But if okay. I really feel it, if I have something going on, or something good or bad or in between, it, it's released with the work that I create. Mm. So that's kind of the space that I'm in as I'm just releasing. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what I want to do. I like do. that. Um, hmm. And I am hoping to kind of take it up next year, take it up a giant notch and um, uh, share this work, but also continue to connect with some artists around me and um, hopefully pushing to Awesome. That's kind of a big deal. In terms of the art space, in terms of design, I'm juggling like four projects. I'm booked out for a few months, so I'm very, very happy, very grateful Good. for that. Yeah. Um, so I'm in between some branding projects right now, some um, clients I've been working with for the last couple of months, um, food, uh, working with somebody who's doing, what is she doing, um, virtual assistant. Um, yeah, so just kind of in and out with different clients. That's cool. That's very cool. How, as an artist, do you want to make your mark in the world? That's such a good question. <laughs> I, like, read it, and I was like, wait, this is so good. And I'm like, how, how am I going to get that? What am I going to say? Thank you. That's a good question. Um, how do I want to make my art and my mark in the world? Um, I'm all, like, stressed out. Like, what am I saying? Um, <laughs> no stress. Yes. Hot mamas, um, you know. Hot mamas breathe. Breathe. Yes. Okay. Um, I, you know, I again, I feel like it's really important to move through this authentic space. 
Um, so I, you know, want to make my mark by continuing to be authentic, by um, engaging with people the same, not the same, of course, like growing and such, but just um, making my mark by, again, being authentic and my work speaking, speaking to that. So like, there's, you know, power in the work that you create and the energy you get up, give off and the things that you do, that stuff uh, is shared through, through your work. And that's what I want people to see, you know, when they look at my work, when they think about me, um, you know, outside of what someone looks like or what they're doing, but really like, what is that impact? What does it make me feel like? So stepping away from um, something external and getting internal and inspiring and uplifting others in some capacity. That's a great answer. Yeah. See, <laughs> I knew you would pull it out, Ayana. I knew you would. AMAC comes through. <laughs> well, Ayana, I just want to recognize you for a minute. You know, the world needs more beauty and art. And I just want to take the time to say thank you for your willingness to create beauty and build brands that help to spread positivity, social change, and impact. Um, that concludes our interview, y'all. I will, uh, I, I just wanted to say thank you beyond my heart, which has no bottom for your time and for spreading gems. I don't know about y'all, but I got a lot. And so, um, I want to, uh, tell you that we'll link up all the gems and all the show notes, um, on the, when we, uh, put this interview up live. Um, thank you so much for listening to the, this episode of Hot Mama Chronicles. The journey to being a hot mama is about the destination. So thank you. And next time guys. Bye.